You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, this is the Whitetail Experience Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Deer season is on the horizon. I do believe it kicked off in the velvet for Tennessee people and all my Kentucky friends. Good luck. Um, Hope you guys knock them down. This podcast I was not involved in. Uh, Mr. Dave Ebright took this one on i really appreciate that we had a new arrival to my family my baby girl josie so i was not in on the shed cast on the sunday morning but enjoy it folks also whitetail addictions is launching and uh obviously i am the editor for that um speaking of that if you're going to pick up any lone wolf custom gear enter code wexp at check checkout save yourself a little coin onto the shed cast these are typically a little loose if you are a first time listener they're Dave goes off on some tangents. Generally, there are some beverages consumed. Um, probably not little ears friendly. Enjoy. Three, two, one, go. I don't know why I started on six, but I think we're good. We're recording. All right, podcast is recording. We hope. We are not sure. We're doing it on the iPad. We've never done this before. We kicked Byron out, so we're figuring it out on the fly. Yeah, Byron's done. We, uh, <laughs> we collectively as a group voted him out. We think we will do a lot better without him. <laughs> Um, I don't know if we'll get him. He's our only buck content over the last couple years. Well, actually, I I 
downloaded his like secrets to making film and filming yourself. So I'm gonna actually take over from now on. Oh, yeah. You gonna keep so, Dave on track? Keep Dave on track. <laughs> keep Dave keep, on keep everybody on subject. <laughs> Timely manner. That's no, it. No, look, I got my notepad here. We are ready to go. It's actually Rick's notepad, but I took it because I was like, that's a good idea. Leave me that bad boy. How far down the notepad do you get before we get off on a tangent? There's only five bullets. <laughs> There's one, and we're off on a tangent. Rabbit hole for sure. <laughs> So, yeah, so if you haven't understood, um, if you're just listening here, we got myself, we got Rick, Andy, and Dustin here. The whole crew, except for Byron, is here today. And we're going to record this little morning podcast. We got kids in the background playing because it's a Sunday morning and the kids are just hanging out and having a good Sunday morning on the trampoline on the playground. We were holed up in the shed. We closed the doors, so we're in here in the sauna sweating our asses off. Um, you know, we. Well, uh, I was going to try not to cuss this podcast too much, but yeah. I made it about what? 38 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll work. So you might hear some kids in the background screaming, um, hopefully nobody crying. And uh, we're going to get this podcast going. We're going to start it off here um, with just what we got, what we've kind of been having going on here lately is um, basically Andy and I are going out west elk hunting this year. Um, you know, we're backpack hunts. So we're going to get in there a little bit ways and stuff. And so we've been kind of prepping for that as far as doing a little bit of working out, kind of upping some of our workouts, doing a little bit of pack hikes. Um, I know Andy and I both have like treadmills at our house. So we'll kind of crank up the incline on it and then just put our, our weighted pack on and just kind of walk on that for 20, 30 minutes. Um, you know, and so we're just doing a little bit of that stuff. Um, where we're going doesn't, doesn't appear to be insanely rugged. But it's definitely going to be, it's, it's, it's nothing like we're used to, you know. Me and Byron went last year, um, and, you know, we, we trained for it a little bit. You know, like I was saying, like I'll tell you, like, I don't know. I, don't, I think some of the fitnessy aspect of it seems a little bit um, like they, they, people put a huge importance on. you got to be in, like, insane shape to go out west and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I think you just got to be like, all right, yeah, shape, you know, like, yeah. like there was never a point where you know I I was like tired and was like not going to go up a hill. Yeah, like you just go. Now, if you're in shape, you could probably get up there a little faster. If you're completely out of shape, <laughs> I could see someone training hard as hell. Yeah, yeah, if you're completely out of shape, I, I think if you get out of breath in the morning, tying your boots to go to work, <laughs> you probably should train to go. Up yeah, you need to get a little bit, you know, and you get a little bit of that cardio base because you know you do those long climbs and you're you're going to get your heart rate up a little bit. Um, you know, you get a little bit of that muscle strength because you're going to be carrying a 50-ish pound pack the whole time. Um, you know, or, I mean, hopefully less, but yeah. we'll just say max 50, especially if you've got a bunch of water or something. You know, and so, you know, you got to have a little bit of that um, kind of base core, but, you know, we're young enough and stuff, and we're not too out of shape. You know, I work on my feet all day. I think a lot of us do. You know, we're not sitting in desks yeah. in an office, you know. I think that's where it would be tough, you know. If you're, even if you're, like, somewhat, like, thin or whatever, but if you don't work on your feet all day, you know, because, you know, I'm getting, you know, twelve to 15,000 steps a day just, yeah. you know, on my normal day-to-day. And so, I mean, I think if you're a guy, though, who just has, like, a desk job and you're getting three, 4,000 steps a day, I could see you might need to train yeah, a little If you're not more. used to that physical activity. 
Yeah. And it's the day after day after day. Yeah. That's what yeah, the that's biggest what thing was that got us last year. It's like you got to be able to go put in a bunch of miles, go up down a bunch of hills, sleep on the ground, and then get up in the morning before daylight and then do it again. Yeah. And then do it back to back to back to back. I mean, hell, you feel that grind a little bit here just hunting the hills of Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, during the rut. So you're hunting back to back days, you yeah. know, you kind of you get a little bit sore and stuff. Feet start hurting and whatnot. I think feet will be the biggest um, concern of mine. Because sometimes I always have I have some random foot pains and Achilles issues at times and stuff and um, you know heels rubbing getting a blister starting you know is there anything special you're doing to your boots this year that you um, n- no not really I I did fine last year uh, you know but I know like pretty much I end up taping up my heels pretty much the first day you're taking the same boots like the Solomon's the and, Solomon's uh, yeah. Uh, What's your other ones you wear? Um, I have the Keens, but I also have the Danner Pronghorns. Danner Pronghorns, yeah. I like those because I wore them both last year because me and Byron got soaked on one day when we walked out, and then I switched to the, the Danners for the now, last three did you wear your Keens at all? No. Yeah. Byron did, and he, he regretted, regretted it. Because yeah. they're, they're like a flexier, hikery boot, and just when you're, and he said like, his feet were just getting wrecked because yeah. they were just getting so... <clears throat> Like sore, I guess you know all that ankle flex, you know, nonstop. Whereas like the Solomon's are a rigid boot. The Danners are pretty rigid. They're kind of right in the middle. Um, but you know, so I don't know. That's my plan. Like I said, soon as you start to feel like any kind of hot spot, I know immediately tape it. Stop what you're doing. Take your boot off. Put some tape on it. Some of that Luco tape, which we have. I have a couple other things too. I also have like some moleskin stuff. I don't think I used it though last year. I think I just used Luco tape and was good. Now, did you have any hot spots on your feet last year? Man, my heels immediately. Yeah. So are you gonna and like my right, like like the bottom of like my right big toe, kind of. I don't know. No, why. that's some stuff like, you're gonna Luco tape right off the bat this year. Probably, probably my heels. Just a. Right off the bat, though. Yeah, even at the, even uh, when we when we all went to the sledding hill that day and did that pretty good amount there, um, yeah. my right heel was kind of getting hot on me, and uh, I didn't worry about it too much then because I knew like I wasn't too concerned about going the next day and stuff, um, or else I would have taped it up yeah. that day. But sometimes, like I, for training purposes, I kind of like to maybe get have it mm-hmm. get a little hot, maybe get a little kind of blistery, and then it kind of starts to callus. You know, so that's why some of the training, like if I'm even just walking around the neighborhood with my pack on, and I wear my boots or on the treadmill, and I'll wear my boots sometimes, and I'll feel like a little bit hot spots, maybe in my heel or something, and I, I like to, I just let it build up almost. But I heard Remy Warren talking about that once yeah. on a podcast. But uh, so yeah, that's what me and Andy's kind of been prepping for that. We're going through all our food, getting all our meals, getting all our beef sticks, and dehydrated shits and all that stuff I'll figure it out yeah <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty much wrapped up with that stuff I'm gonna get some uh, like you said gummy bears I'm gonna get some trail mix I think yeah, that's like, about it I got a lot of the other stuff and some more uh, the Cliff Bar energy gels yeah I grabbed all one more I had last night do you have some bars like just I bars themselves some, some bl- well I grabbed last night I grabbed uh, the Cliff Bar blocks I think them are actually little chunks you're talking about the, the gummies well yeah that's a, well, you that's get any, a gummy like, then I have bars? Some yeah, protein bars that are I just bought last night that are uh, they're chocolate chip cookie dough. So I don't know how much I like that. <laughs> protein bars, them, them, those things all suck. Yeah, I mean they, they the way the, what we probably found out that worked best was wake up in the morning. You know we're packing up camp and stuff, and we were either like um, the granolas are good because you can just throw water in those and they're ready to eat cold. You don't even have to eat up water. Packs, yeah. um, and then, but a lot of times we just woke up and we just ate, ate a bar, 
as we were walking up the hill, up the mountain, you know, to mm-hmm. the where we were planning on starting off that next morning. So we would just, there would be a bar in the morning, and then once kind of we would chase some bugles and stuff like that in the morning, and and, and then we would kind of take a break more about like 9 or 10. We'd, eat, we'd stop and, and eat a breakfast meal, like yeah. a dehydrated meal, snacks throughout the day, and then a dinner meal. Yeah. That's pretty much how it went most days. So... And I, I was, I think initially I had like three bars in my pack per day. I didn't touch those things. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've yeah. never looked forward to a Cliff Bar and in my life. I've I've been bodybuilding for years, and <laughs> I don't think there's a protein powder out there or a protein bar that I've actually, like, I have to have another one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's usually anything healthy is usually just a pain in the ass. <laughs> just, I mean, especially like for ass. us guys that love frozen pizza, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, the the Metrex, uh, there's like an apple cinnamon bars really good like is the flavor is good okay yeah. <clears throat> i saw i just i just saw those met rex bars the other day and uh i saw someone talking about them on something like, no, i like the flavor but you know a lot of, like if you would tell me just eat a cliff bar i think it's terrible no they're not good yeah. Byron likes them he, Byron slammed a lot more bars than i did yeah those, those are the one thing that didn't get eaten in my pack Byron routinely eats like as a snack at home yeah. i think that's his preference <laughs> probably you know we're eating ding-dongs and yeah. he's eating <laughs> bars and he's like, a candy bar yeah. yeah i do i do got some snickers <laughs> I, I picked up a few snickers i think i'm gonna take those instead of cliff bars yeah, there yeah. was there was some uh, chocolate stuff that I thought about taking, but I don't know if it's going to melt or not. So that's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not even really like a bit like chocolate's not like my go-to yeah. sweet. I'm more of like a starburst yeah. type of guy. Yeah, but when you're when you're having like a, a hard hunt and you need like that morale booster, yeah, you you want something that you're familiar with, uh, a sweet treat that is, uh, you know, yeah. for you. A cliff that's bar is going to do it. A cliff bar is not going to do it. I heard you talking about a uh, regular gummy bears is yeah. almost as good as like a protein gummy or something that's what they said that's yeah. why because well, i watched a bunch of videos on the food prep and stuff last year and you know yeah they all those cliff gels and they have all those yeah. different packets they were like just get some gummy bears you just need that quick sugar booster yeah, um, get a, whatever it is that um i don't know you might know bodybuilder rick like glucose boost or something yeah when you yeah. start to get tired when you're burning a bunch of calories mm-hmm. and like yeah just like candy you know like yeah. why not you know because the biggest thing i found was too just it i'm not going to take stuff if i don't plan on eating it yeah like if you're if you're like i like last year i was kind of forcing some stuff down trying to keep my calories up and i was just like it was kind of miserable yeah like i'm just like i'm just not gonna take as much crap this year i took a couple meat sticks because so what it is i packed it i have one i have one gallon bags i put one day's worth of food in that one gallon bag and i did that for every day mm-hmm. and then um I have this dry sacks, this this long yellow dry sack. You can get a, like a three pack of them at Walmart. It's it red, blue, and yellow. Mm-hmm. The yellow one is long, skinny, and it'll fit three three of those gallon bags in it, stuffed perfectly. Yeah. And so, I, so just that's the way it worked out. And then we were only planning on staying for three days at a time, um, which depending on where we end up going, we'll think about that when we get there when we start driving around looking at stuff. Because if we decide we we might want to just not come back for four or five days, we'll have to figure out, you know. Yeah, we'll readjust. Yeah, and then um, we got a. Uh, are the kids trying to come in the shed? It's raining. <laughs> All right, we'll go inside. <laughs> now we got the dog in here. We got the kids in here. Yeah. Let me get out of here. It is a Sunday <laughs> morning, folks. Hey, come on. hey, we'll go inside, guys. Here, what is? All right.
All right. Well, so, so off the off the food subject, uh, Andy, Dave just bought a ten millimeter. What are you taking for bear protection? <laughs> yeah, nine millimeter. Nine yeah. millimeter. Well, I'm yeah. not. Ta- I don't know if I'll take that. I probably will. Yeah. I, I got to find some ammo. When, me, when, when you said you bought that, I felt a little safer. I was like, cool. He's got the bigger gun. <laughs> are, is any, are you guys doing any kind of bear spray? Oh, uh, I'll probably I have. Bear spray. I have just two canisters of it. I don't have none. Well, yeah. So I, well, I, have, I have two, and uh, I didn't. We didn't take it last year. Yeah. We're not going in grizzly country. So, there's other animals that'll get me. There's other bears. Yeah, yeah there's black yeah. bears. There's we cougars. found some bear shit and some bear scratches last year. Cougars. Yeah, yeah, mountain lions. That mountain scares lions. the hell out of me going out there. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm like 90% sure I saw a glimpse of one last year. Yeah. I'm still iffy on it, but I mean, I'm thinking, like, what else would it have been? You know, it's that same color. It was, like I so said, we were coming down this one ridge, this little spine, and there was like some little. Um, some kind of evergreens, you know, kind of right on the spine, and on the spine itself, it kind of had like a rocky, like uh, like a like a wall almost, of just like big rocks and stuff. That's kind of on, it was kind of cliffed out a little bit, and um, we kind of went around one of these evergreen trees, and to my left, I saw something jump, and something went right over the rocky edge there, and kind of went down the hill, and it was it was tan, you know, tan yeah. color. I didn't see a very good glimpse of it, but I was like. I was like, I think I just saw a mountain lion, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. I just saw a glimpse of something. I was like, but I think that was a mountain lion. You peeking over there? Damn near. <laughs> kind of purple. Wow. So the bush, bush light at 11 a.m. is it's like my testing Andy right, right now. <laughs> I mean, guys, I'm I'm literally drinking a black donut shop coffee uh, with a truly strawberry hibiscus on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, courtesy of Dave's wife. Did you get any um, like plus P rounds for that or anything? Anything more than just a home defense round? I don't have any bullets for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave bought, he's, he's taking it with no ammo. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. right now. It's yeah. holding down the mic. Hey, the grizzlies, the mountain lions, they're nothing compared to coyotes that he can take. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. And Dave can outrun a turkey, so you he need to worry about that. yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have, have rounds in my He's going to throw that something a bit too I got my nine. I'll, I'll take if I can't find ammo for that, um, which I'm not too I'm not too pressed about it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not – we were um, – they're, they're like, dude, I was just selling Dustin and stuff before you guys got here. Um, we jumped that moose up last year at like 10 yards. Yeah. And if that was a bear, we would have died. No doubt about it. Yeah. Like, we were not um, prepared for that. It just jumped up out of nowhere. It was 10 yards in front of us. We were like, I think I yelled, like, like I, was, I think I'd go, elk, bear. Moose. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, not, not reaching for my gun at all. Not reaching for a camera at all. We were I just like, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. It's like this big thing. He's just like, just busting through shit. Like he couldn't even get up. It was like, I swear it was like slow motion though for him. It's like standing up. Oh yeah. And well, it was just—it was probably a thirteen-foot yeah. animal. I see you, big, you yeah. laid in the bed, or you—he took a yeah a picture of you in the bed, yeah. and it was it was bigger than I was laying down. I'm six foot, you know, and it was it looked I was, like a California king yeah. bed. Yeah, it was it was huge. But you know, if that was a bear that we jumped up at ten yards, you know, wouldn't have I wouldn't have shot it. Yeah, I mean, maybe after it was half mauling me. Or maybe I would have just died, and Byron would have then realized to grab his gun and shoot. Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Started charging you, yeah. Because <laughs> I was in front. I was in front of Byron. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I guess it's just kind of peace of mind when you're sleeping. 
we did get up a couple nights where we heard something rustling like outside the tents, you know. And so we're getting up and like gun in hand, like checking it, like Elmer Fudd, you know, like oh, here's something out here, you know. And then we'd go out there like you know middle of the night, kind of like. Rawr! Like trying to scare things <laughs> off, and there wasn't even nothing. I don't even know if there's anything out there. Were you guys concerned? Uh, is, is Byron a snore? Dave uh, is. I am. <laughs> okay, so you're not worried about camping and snoring because I have a, a bad problem with the snoring. I probably need a, a, a oh, yeah. apnea machine, a CPAP, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not going to pack a CPAP. I'm hoping to be so tired that I just pass out and don't have to hear you snoring. Okay, I'm just I, I'm wondering, like, if I get into this in the future, you know, is, is snoring going to be a problem at night? <laughs> Byron kept waking me up, like, did you hear that elk? I'm like, no. And then, like, literally, like, an hour later, he'd be like, Dave, Dave, there's bugle. I'm so, like, so elk's bugle in the dark. Yeah, I think yeah. more so. Yeah, wow. more active. Yeah. Okay. I think that's one of that would be one of our strategies. It was a strategy we had last year that we never had to use because we because we kind of got on some. But if we if we really just aren't finding any sign or elk or hearing anything, basically in, in the middle of the night we'll probably just go walking some trails. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll get high, find some some either game trails or you know there's kind of hiking trails, four wheel trails, um, dirt bike trails, whatever. There's some of that stuff you know out out in there so we'll just walk those at night try to hear something and you know and if we do then we'll just set up camp there sleep for a few hours then we'll have at least then we'll have like a bead you know Mm -hmm. because that's kind of what's a couple of times where you really don't really like you kind of got demoralizing was like when you just me and byron like last because last year was the first year going when we just had no idea what what to do like if we like heard one, at least we had like a game plan, like somewhat. Yeah. Like, hey, th- there's some that way, so let's just go that way. Yeah. Or if we saw some sign, or if we smelled something, saw some tracks, you know, something. But it's like, but there was a couple times we were just like, shit, we're I don't know what to do. It feels like, like we're right, at a loss. The day. Yeah, we have like no plan. Like yeah. we don't know where to, where should we go. No idea. Didn't haven't seen anything. Haven't heard anything recently. Haven't seen any sign. Have, you know, so then we just kind of would just walk. Just, just yeah. start going, I guess. It's going until you find something. Would but, you change anything this year? If you hear bugles, are you still going to chase them, or are you just going to kind of sit in glass and see if you can find them first? Probably chase them. Chase them. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I, I've, never I, been, uh, I've never been west. I, I the furthest west I've been is Indiana today. I, I taught a lot to Dave about turkey, so I think he's going to utilize the turkey tactics with the elk. Some of the calling, yeah. Like, once you get yeah. to that once you get to that point of, like, okay, you have an elk bugle, he's yeah. bugling back to you. You know, that's when some of the calling tactics kind of come into play. They, like I said, that kind of correlate to turkey, like we're trying, trying to speak their language, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to act like, you know, in the, the scene, that all depends on the elk, too. If it's like a satellite bull or a herd bull or, you know, we're going a little bit later this year. Me and Byron went last year, the very first week of season, so they weren't, like, rutting up necessarily. We're going uh, kind of mid-September now, so we'll probably get a little rut action. And so I know, basically, the gist, I think, is the herd bull will get a bunch of cows, you know, and then there'll be some satellite bulls. Now, you might be able to call one of the satellite bulls out, but you're not really realistically going to call the herd bull out. So so you just try to, you know, do what you can. I don't know. I mean, I'm shooting spikes and cows, oh, so yeah. I'm not really that concerned about these insane tactics. I'm just, like, trying to find elk. You know, that's the whole goal. Yeah. So as far as, like, some of these advanced second tier calling tactics and stuff and how to pull the herd bull away from some cows yeah. like i'm not even that's not even a concern of mine like i would never be interested in listening to that what's your name can i go over to alex's no stay here Why? got another interruption by the kids 
Uh, and then, so, yeah, so that's just, I don't know. We don't have a plan. We're just going out there and enjoying the beautiful country and yeah. trying to shoot some elk in return. And, you know, hell, I'll, we'll, we might we'll shoot def- two calves. Yeah, we'll definitely have to, like, talk, <laughs> talk, about, out. <laughs> talk about what we're shooting on the way because, like, if a cow comes in the very first day, what are we going to shoot it? Because you know, and I, I, we talked about that a little bit with the one guy at the shoot, at the bow shoot, oh, because yeah. he's oh, like, you know, if you've never killed one, you know, he's like, you should probably shoot that first cow yeah. you see. But at the same time, if there's a bull behind that cow, yeah, do you shoot it? It's <laughs> going to be tough to do that <laughs> because yeah. it'd be tough to shoot the cow when there's a bull right there. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. But you know, but at the same time, you know, that cow could then bust you, and then you may both might run off, and you might end up with nothing when you could have shot the cow. Yeah. So I don't know what I guess. We'll, we'll just kind of play it by ear. Yep. I think it's the first day. If we're hearing a lot, if we're seeing a lot, if it's looking really good, it might be easier to pass. But if, like, you see nothing for two, three days, don't hear nothing, see nothing, you see anything crunched by, you're going to let it fly. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, we'll get off the elk talk um, because I guess we're technically the white tail experience. So, <laughs> the yeah. things just yeah. now we're about to transition into dove hunting, small game. <laughs> yeah. You know, as it is, I, uh, you, you, <laughs> and Dave are, you and Dave are going on a fancy dove hunt before Dustin's. Yep. Dove yeah. hunt? For the Edwards, uh, Edwards outing. Ed, Edwards yeah. Dove Fields? <laughs> yeah, I've never been dove, dove hunting in my life. No, okay. never. I didn't really? even know what bulls were. Really? Zero, yeah, zero. You're kidding me, right? No, never. Never saw the. Never, wow. It sounds great. It sounds <laughs> never even let a bullet fly. Uh, my advice is take lots of ammo. Yeah, that's what I was playing. <laughs> you know, well, what's the limit this year? Is it 15? 15. Okay, so yeah. 15. Yep. we're looking at 15 doves. You're probably going to shoot 75 plus rounds of ammo. And I know that sounds funny, but for guys like us who don't, we don't, tar- yeah. we don't target shoot a whole lot with shotguns, we don't ski shoot. It's going to be a lot of rounds. Uh, so you just because picture. you're you're so excited <laughs> yeah. and you're 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 you want to lead, but they're so fast, and other guys are shooting, and it triggers you to shoot early or shoot late. And uh, what I've heard, uh, and I've actually done, I only load two rounds into my shotgun instead of three, and it prevents you from that hell mary waste of a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at the yeah. the last the last shot. Sometimes you get it on the last shot, but if you don't get it in two. Stop shooting. Yeah. Get ready for the next one. I'm saying, I'm reloading. Like, I'm I'm I've shot four times. I've reloaded one and was able to get another Hail Mary off. Yep. Yeah. They're going to be fairly close, shit. you know. The other people? No, uh, no, no. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. Where you guys are going. You're, you're going to have to find your range yeah. uh, based off of your shotgun and your capabilities of, of how to lead the bird. Should we, should we use any kind of choke tubes? I, I use that basic mod modified yeah, choke a, that comes with the shotgun. I got a Remington 870 and yeah, whatever so it came with with the filbert. I don't use anything special. Yeah, it depends on what gun I use. Like if I use my dad's, if I use my dad's Mossberg, I, it's just a field barrel. It's got no choke. Yeah. I mean, it's just got the standard whatever modified. Choke modified. It, it, if, if you find a shotgun round at Walmart that has a picture of a dove on the box. That's what I highly recommend. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna use. It's cheap. Like I said, I sent you guys a picture. I got 200 rounds. I've Wait. got a red dot on my shotgun. Should I take it off? Yes. Yeah. But I was yeah, thinking, no. if I get him inside that scope and hit so. the trigger, I think no. Yeah. Yeah. If I get him in that scope and pull the trigger, good luck getting him in that scope or leading, I guess. I went ski shooting. I mean, I went ski shooting with a red dot, and I liked it. Yeah. You know, I, so, so so I don't know if I could so, see it in that field of view and pull. Your guys' special hunt. You'll be. I don't know. You think there'll be a lot of doves? 
depend, I, I've never seen that field. I don't know. Yeah, but so what it is is we had I had a buddy who drew one of the special controlled hunts for for Dove. He actually drew like three of them, and he you're allowed to transfer it, so he transferred it to me, and I'm allowed to bring one other person. So me and Andy are going to go. I said so we've never Dove hunted, so we're just going to see how it goes. There's like 36 spots on this field. We're number like 24, so I don't even know how that is works. Is it a morning hunt or evening hunt? Like I don't. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's fields that don't start until noon, noon yeah. and a summer first oh, thing shit. in the morning. So I better check. That. Yeah, I would definitely check on that. <laughs> We're gonna be there cracking daylight. We're gonna be cracking daylight. Nobody's gonna be there. Like, she to ourselves. Well, and, and let me tell you, some of the some of the local fields that I've gone to, crack of daylight is late. Yeah. Uh, there's guys that camp out 3 a.m., 4 a.m. for their spots. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Literally, some guys get in there. Oh, because they like a specific they, spot. They take it. They want. They want the middle field. They want but the center field. We got yeah. specified stakes. So we like, have a literal. Oh, yeah, so that's you guys have a spot. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have a certain spot. Okay, well that'll work. Yeah, some of the local fields. Those guys, you know, they've scouted those fields for days and weeks, and they're like, all right, bird flying this end at this time, and yeah. Yeah, they're in there two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they actually scout. Dove. Yeah, instead of going to a stake and pulling I'm the trigger. Good. I'm good. That's a little nah, too far. I'm just going to walk in and whatever. That's too much work be. for 15 chicken nuggets is yeah. basically what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I did see a dove get breasted. It looked really good meat, though. It, it does. Nice. It is. It's pretty good. I usually uh, I choose to feed the, the dog really good that week. Uh, I'll throw him yeah. on the grill. I'll bread him up for him. He loves, he loves the dove breast. I don't have a taste for him, but I don't let him go to waste yeah. either, yeah. so... Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll try to eat them. I mean, I'll yeah, try I'll to smoke them. I mean, I cook everything. Yeah, so so. I think I'm going to try I've seen a recipe I've been wanting to try. Basically, you take a jalapeno, shove it inside, wrap it in bacon, smoke it. How big is the dove breast, roughly? Chicken nugget. Now, really? that's small. I'd a chicken nugget. Like so, the jalapeno you shove in the backside of the dove, or? No, in like, in just inside the middle of the breast. <laughs> okay, okay. I, that's what I, I, like I said, I've never tried it. Okay. I'll figure something out. Good work. And then, but that'll be fun though, just to try that for the first time. You know, I've never, like I said, we've never dove hunted, and first time out, some controlled hunt. So hopefully, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's a blast. It's, you guys will really like it. I guarantee it. Hopefully, we're seeing a yeah, lot of doves. Yeah. And once you guys get to my house, we'll we can set up as close as we want to where they're gonna fly over. I mean, obviously, you, you don't really know, but when is that Edwards God service? What day? That first Saturday and Sunday, or first Saturday in September. Yeah, it's so the day after. Because our hunt's Friday. Second, third, whatever that is. I don't even know yeah. what it is. Yeah, ours is the second. It's a Friday, and then. And then, so yeah, we'll probably go to your house that Sunday yeah. <laughs> or that Saturday. I mean, you say you're talking about maybe having a cookout that day too. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna have a cookout that day later on that evening. That'll, that'll be yeah. sweet. I can bring. Um, we could. I can bring my drum. And then we could throw some ribs on it or something, and then we'll go duff hunt and come back and have food ready. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Because <laughs> that drum smoker is so portable, man. Yeah. I mean, you saw it when we took it up to, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, uh, to shed hunting yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's just fun. And then um, I guess we'll go look at this. We're already on bullet point four out of five. We're going too uh, fast. Too fast. We're not even, we're, we need to bullshit more. We're we need to go. on track like Byron would say. Because it's early morning and we're we're only one bush light deep. One truly deep. One, one hibiscus. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's already almost puked up as one bush light. <laughs> Sure, what was going on there? <laughs> I looked over, he's over there, like, the gag is. I'm like, simmer down. 
<laughs> used to uh, drinking so, this early. <laughs> uh, we can go around the table. We, are we going to transition into to deer well, hunting? No, no. We okay. got. What about any other small game hunting? Because small oh, game hunting okay. opens up before is September first, beginning of September. Yeah. All right. So we got other half. small game hunting. What so, I want to do this year, which I'm going to make it a point to do, I've said it for a couple of years, is I'm going to squirrel hunt off that fucking canoe. Yeah. And okay. I think it'll be fun. I'm pretty sure it's legal. Yeah. I'll double check. I think yeah, I don't see one on. And if you're in public, if there's a, a creek through public or a lake that's public, you can mm-hmm. you can duck hunt. You can mm-hmm. shoot out of a boat. Yeah. I think obviously I think you, you just can't be like actively running a motor, right? Yeah. So I think he's got to turn it. But I have a trolling motor. But depending on where I go, I might might even just take paddle. I might even, not even take the trolling motor. But I think it'd be fun to just drift down the creek in that canoe and try to shoot some squirrels. Yeah, definitely. Well, it'd be a bit so if you're going and getting them. And I say you had to pull off and go get well, them. You got a, a That's when you kick in there. You could kick in there. If they fall on the creek, yeah. But if they, but more than likely, they're going to be in the woods a little bit. You could, yeah, troll and then. Make sure you don't shoot them with the steep bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they can't go. They'll, get they'll float. They'll float. They'll be here. Okay, you leaving? Yeah. All right. All right, I got to. I gotta leave for about two seconds here. My daughter's just getting picked up, but you go ahead and keep talking All right. real quick. Okay, so uh, Dustin, what are you gonna do for small game? Are you gonna take any of the kids squirrel hunting? I or? doubt it. I I just don't I, don't. I don't have a taste for squirrel or anything okay. like that. So, but it's fun though. Get your like you know hunting blood flowing. Yeah, I'll probably just dove hunting. I mean, like, I don't like, like sitting out in the backyard. With like hunting, uh, so. the, the last podcast I did with Byron, you know, we we discussed about how um, I I always like to use it as a, a reason to go check my trail cams. I may uh, I may take the twenty two with me if I go check cameras, you know, yeah. throughout September, but. Okay, how about you? Planned hunts now. Yeah, I'll be, I'll any of the hunt. kids? They you gonna take the kids? Are they old enough yet? It's four. Jackson's but, uh, four. You can probably four. take him. Probably. 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 I took Peyton when she was young. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Peyton's always Peyton's when squirrel hunting. <clears throat> we go every year squirrel hunting. Yeah. Um, she was with you when you got your catalytic converter stolen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. While, while you were hunting. Yeah, yeah. You ever heard that story? Oh my goodness, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I think we've said it on the podcast. Yeah, said it on okay. the podcast. But it's been a while. He's, he's seen them like. Well, you he heard. I them. chased them. Like, I'll tell. I'll, I'll do the story again. Why not? Because I think I don't know if this podcast is going to be on the new uh, the new series with yeah with Dan Sports or not. Empire, yeah. Yeah. Are we on it already? Yeah, we are. Yeah, so, the last ones. The last one's on it. So yeah, so so we got maybe some new listeners there. But so yeah, so I went squirrel hunting one time with my daughter and actually the neighbor. And um, we were out in the woods. We were squirrel hunting. We we saw some. We never got any any pops in any. I don't think. Um, but nonetheless, so we come back and we're like kind of walking our way back to the the truck. And so we're like coming down the trail and like you know we're getting closer and closer. And I start hearing this like like equipment noise. You know like a like a there's something like a some, some some piece of equipment's running like a drill or something. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I can hear it. It's he like said a drill. It was That's just, quiet. Some, it was just like yeah. I'm just like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, so I get down. So we get down towards like get closer and closer. And I'm like, I'm like, dude. I'm like, that's definitely down like by my truck. That's definitely down by my truck. Because we were kind of up high where we parked at. We went basically up the hill into the woods there. And I'm like, that's definitely down by my truck. So I go over a couple of rollers. And I get to where, and then, then I keep hearing louder and louder. And I'm like. That's 100% by my truck. Like, what yeah. the fuck's going on? So I kind of started running through the woods. So I left Peyton with the, the neighbor. I was like, and I was like, you got her? I was like, so I, st- I started running. So I get down towards it, and I get down towards where I can look down the hill toward my truck, probably like maybe like 80 yards away, maybe 100 yards away. And um, 
and I see another truck right there next to next to my truck, and they're 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 messing with shit. And then they saw me, and they must have heard me run through the woods, and they saw me, and they they jumped in their truck and like took started to take off. So I had my 22 with me that day, a scope on it. Mm-hmm. So I draw it up, and I'm like, I got the bead like on the side of their truck, and I'm just like. I'm like, what? Are, like, I don't know what a million things are going through my head at the same time. I'm like, dude, do I, like, do I just throw one in the side of their truck? Do I just throw? Do I, you know, do I try to shoot out the tires like fucking John Wayne? You know, like, do, you know, hell, I might kill somebody. Yeah, I'm I'm like, I can't do that. Do I flip one fly into the air? Just yeah. like, but you know, do I try to get try to get a license plate? Yeah. You know, a million things run through my mind in that like yeah. three second window where I I drew down on my gun. It's funny because my neighbor was like, "Did you draw down your gun on them?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "What are you gonna do?" I was like, "Dude, I don't know." These locusts are going <laughs> to be loud, but the kids. <laughs> Sunday morning cicadas. <laughs> All right, Dave's place. Dave's maple tree out there has got a load of them out there. Play straight out of the uh, Deer Hunter podcast, man. What is it? Play right out of the Deer Hunter podcast. He'll have all kinds of like birds and cicadas chirping in the. Oh, does he? Yeah. Does he record Seven. outside a lot? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool though. You hear like the natural sounds. Natural. You're gonna hear a kid crying any minute. You know, natural. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be taking the, I'll be taking the kid squirrel hunting. Uh, Eden, he's nine. He's able to carry the youth gauge, uh, twenty gauge. Uh, it's a youth model. It's really small. He gets the bantam. It's got the shorter stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really small. I, I still use it. Dude, I hunted with one for like ten years. I actually enjoy yeah. hunting with it. I got it when I was seven uh, for Christmas, and uh, I love that gun. It's awesome. Uh, so he's going to see if he can handle it this year. What are you looking at? My 12 gauge sound. Phantom. Oh, the sound of that thing? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know how these sound meters, what the, well, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I hope we're recording. Yeah, it's too bad we kicked Byron out the group. <laughs> Our one guy knows tech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so, so you guys plan on, so you're not going to squirrel hunt at all? Probably. I mean, I, like I said, I might carry the 22 with me, checking cameras, but I don't plan on doing it. I mean, hell, you might see a yoke. I guess uh, I never have. I've never seen a coyote scouting. No, not scouting. I know some people like will carry guns with them when they're scouting and stuff, just because like, what if I see a coyote? I've never seen one. Okay. I've, I've I carry with me scouting with my pistol, just in case I see a crack. Have you ever shot a coyote? You shot a coyote before, haven't I've you? I've never shot him. Trapped him. Well, I've shot him after I trapped him. I've never. But you've never shot one hunting. I've never called one in. Shot it now. Well, I'm not even calling it, man. Just like like deer hunting. I've, oh, no, no. Huh. I've drawn back. I've drawn back on like five. Yeah. And, and then never got an arrow off. I've drawn back in two, and they busted me. Yeah, they're they're so wiry. Yeah. I drew back. I actually let I did let Arrow go once on accident. <laughs> Byron was doing a late season bow drive for me. It was super late season, and he had already tagged out. And it was like maybe like last week in the season, and uh, I went in like for like a quick morning hunt, and then we're like do scouting. I was like, hell, just do a bow drive. So he 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 swooped this big thicket towards me, and I was on this little this little creek basically where they kind of. You know, it kind of funneled down to the creek, you know, so I was like, it's kind of set up half decent. And uh, I hear something coming, so I'm like, here it comes, you know, for sure something's coming. And uh, popped out this coyote, you know, and I drew back and he saw me and he freaking just scurried off and was out of there. And I was like, shit, man. And then I was like, like, and then I just, I was like, 
and just like touched my trigger off the launched an arrow right into the creek. <laughs> and Byron was close enough though where he's he, so he's calling me like, Did you shoot one? Did you shoot one? I know I kicked up something. I heard your boat go off my yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, I was just doing there in the creek. <laughs> yeah. Hit the spot. I shot the creek camera yeah. down the creek what, there. One thing I noticed about coyotes though is uh, like a, a a deer will they when they go to duck your arrow they drop 10 inches and then spring up to take off yeah coyotes don't drop they spring up when they soon as they immediately is is what it seems like yeah. to me so every time i've shot a coyote with my bow it's been under. i've aimed just a little bit too low anticipating that drop and they don't drop they spring up yeah, almost sitting, like a cat i was just sitting here thinking yeah. about the time me and you seen the coyote i couldn't figure out when it was but it was actually first day of this past gun season yeah it came it was right you should have shot it it was right yeah if i knew it was like, I wasn't ready. I don't know why. I don't know, what if it was a deer? Why, why, yeah, why were you not ready? Yeah, I don't know. I thought you had it for sure. Hell, I would have got ready if I what, if I knew yards? it was coming. Yeah. Because me, me and Andy were gun season hunting together. We were just sitting kind of back to back on the same tree, just just whatever, you know. And, yeah, uh, just having a fun hunt. Then. Just having a little hangout hunt together. And um, here's something came something, here was, there was something coming towards us. Probably like the one area that we couldn't see. We were kind of on like a little point, so we could see like a huge bowl valley ridge system, mm-hmm. but like, just kind of right behind us too. We've been to like behind me to like my left. I just barely couldn't see like right over this little. It was like a slight rise, but we heard something coming for sure. Like, like something's yeah. definitely coming. And um, but it was on Andy's side of the tree. And then I'm looking, and then here pops this coyote over. And then Andy's like not even gonna even have his gun up. He's yeah. not even ready. I'm like, dude, that was definitely something was coming. Like yeah. there's no doubt about it. Like was... how are you not even prepared? Yeah, not even ready. And then this coyote pops up at like 15 yards. Yeah, it was close. Looks, looks right at us. I'm too late at that time. Yeah, yeah. it was too By late. The time I moved the gun, it was. And it was a pretty looking coyote. He had like some uh, like uh, a little bit more like like goldish tint to him and stuff. Yeah. It was a pretty Cody. Remember when we was um, scouting in that field up there by uh, by my college? We were sitting on that bean field, and we yeah. saw them Cody's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that one was, like, black. Yeah. Dude, it was sweet looking. Uh, yeah. It was in a private field. We were sitting on public watching this private field. Just when we was in college, we were just, we had time to just go sit on the edge of fields yeah. with binoculars. Like, just yeah. for the hell of it. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I had time to like, do that now. No kids, no girlfriends, no nothing. <laughs> no nothing. Just like, yeah, we'll go sit on the field tonight. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe bring a 12-pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, may get, I may get, like, an hour a week just sitting in the truck on the edge of a field looking for deer. After we put the kids to bed, I'll drive around. The, you going to start knocking for knocking on permission on some of them berries? I don't know. I might. I, I, I know I can't get permission on one. I've already tried. But it's still nice looking at the deer. Because it's close enough to the house that it could possibly... Those deer could. You sneezing? Oh, yeah, I thought I did. You sneezing or puking again? This is puking, he's sneezing. This is all <laughs> kind of bug. I thought I was going to have a But yeah, I still check out this one. I still, you know, every year I'll check out the bean fields around me just because they're, they're close enough that the deer could still slip in behind the house. Yeah. On, on you know, my, my half acre. How far away is those ones you've been seeing? Because you've been glassing the couple good bucks. 600 yards, 700 yards. Maybe. So they're just in the field, like right Yeah, they're, right they're just across, across the road. So, so they're definitely going to venture through your. Oh yeah, they, they easily could. I mean, well, they probably already have. Yeah, I've I've got one decent eight point behind the house that he's been in and out, but. So we're going to shoot? No, no, nothing. I'd shoot back there. I mean, now, if I'm shooting something back there, it's going to be. But one you sent a picture of it's tall. Yeah. Whatever deer that was, you said that was a smaller one too. Yeah, it's the smaller. So there's one back there. Actually, the, the bigger one I've seen. I'm pretty sure I got pictures of last year. Was gonna hunt him. He showed up 
first week in November, I think it was, behind my house, a few days. And I said, all right, I'm going back, I'm going back there, I'm hunting. You must have hot dough. There, there's hot dough that run that little... A little creek because you're right there. on the yeah yeah you got a good little that's nice little red spot yeah so they, they he showed up like the first week of November and then I didn't get picture for a few days I went back and checked the camera again and he had completely lost his right side his whole right side so I was like, well done hunting that yeah. deer but <laughs> just broke it off yeah just, the whole I mean down gone. to the skull gone that's yeah. crazy wow well, it's gonna hell of a fight <laughs> that's I, I i don't know what I mean, who, who, who's he fighting yeah, yeah. maybe he got yeah. hit by a car i don't know i mean uh, yeah. I, I don't know what happened to it but it was gone what did you say it was first week in november the first week in november is when i first saw him oh, okay. with both sides second by the second week in november he was missing his right oh, side okay I was thinking if he said like December, I could see it maybe shedding, but not that early. No, I don't think he shed. But they'll, they'll shed early if they got like an injury yeah, like or stress. something, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's the bigger deer I've seen this year. I haven't got a good look at him to see to tell for sure. But yeah, it's oh, yeah. crazy. Well, that, that kind of goes into our next bullet point. Look, last bullet point. Look, we're right on fucking track. We don't need Byron. We need Byron. Track. Right yeah. We got this. Yeah. And then uh, it's it's uh, basically like a trail cameras checking your trail cameras and stuff. Because, you know, we have all had trail cameras out. I put a bunch out. I put some out when I was scouting in, like, March, and I also put some out, um, I guess, kind of in and around turkey season, but not, not while I was turkey hunting. Yeah, but, no, we put the ones out July, like, 5th or 3rd, yeah, 2nd. Yeah, yeah. And so I would like to go. I don't think I'm going to check those because they're far back there. Yeah. How many do you guys have out? You I have need five out. Five, okay. I have five, five total. Yeah, I got five total. So you each right five, now. okay. So I've, got, I've got four total. Um... I got a couple that um, that, I'm, that I really want to check because they're in a new piece. Those ones I'm a little bit more concerned about checking because they're in a new area because I'd like to see if if uh, if that new area is just is holding good bucks. Yeah. Just in general, you know. And even if it's, I'm not, I'm not, I don't necessarily need to find like one specific giant or anything. But like, if I find like between those two cameras because they're kind of in the, they're in the same piece but they're they're kind of a ways away. You talking about the ones out there where July second we went? No, no. Okay. Um, they're, they're actually um, like potential like boat access type of areas. Oh, okay. Um, but they, um, it'd be nice to know if there's just that area is just holding like a like a handful of. I'd rather see like five or six 120, 130s than like one mega. Yeah. Because then it's like okay, this area is just holding bucks. Yeah. You know, so that's more you know appealing than yeah than chasing. Now nah, I don't know. I guess I could go both ways because yeah. it also could like it also fun chasing one big one too. One but I did that for a couple of years and you know and I hated it kind of. I'm, I'm kind of the same boat. I just I've got my four cameras out just trying to find bucks right now since yeah. kind of behind the eight ball lost my private piece what middle of the summer. Did you for sure lose it? I'm, I'm about 90% sure I have. I haven't have talked to anybody. To I yeah. haven't talked to anybody, but, I mean. So how do you know you lost it? The family, the family doesn't live in the state. I mean, no one no one even is here to take care of it. it. No one's here to take care of it. I don't see them keeping it. You able to call them? No. I don't even know how to contact them. You can probably contact them through. Leave a note on um, the door. Can't you get phone numbers somehow through, like, landowner? Like, well, that, um, it's going to show the previous landowner. I mean, yeah, I've looked it up. It's, it still shows the previous It still landowner. shows the old lady. So, yeah, I'd, me being behind the eight ball, I've got four cameras out just trying to find a, find bucks right now. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm switching back to, I mean, I, I kind of planned on switching back to public anyways, just because, I mean, I knew she wasn't going to live forever. Yeah. And I was going to lose access eventually, but. I mean, public land, as far as, like, you know, realistically, like, come, come rut, you can, you can, you can pretty much get a good, um, 
a high quality hunt pretty easily just by doing some mapping mm-hmm. and just by doing finding some uh, like terrain features. Right. It's out there scouting, walking, yeah. finding pinch points, and some of it's mapping saddles, etc. So and that's you know, and you can just, you can go. That's fine. The scouting, the trail camera stuff, that kind of more or less puts you in the game for for like that early season. Yeah. Um, even for like some of that scrape season, you know. That scrape season is actually pretty easy to do too, just kind of on the fly. You know, you kind of just scout on your feet, like scout your way in type of thing, and go find some scrape lines and mm-hmm. then hunt there. Well, that's, so I, I kind of. <laughs> now we got the Sunday morning dog barking. So during during mushroom season this year, I found a few sheds, or uh, I'm sorry, not sheds, but scrapes that. When? During mushroom season, found a few a few. You found scrapes during mushroom season. Yeah, they were they weren't hadn't been used. I mean. You know, used in a few months, but well, that's good. That's a tough well, that's, time to find. Uh, that's that's not an easy time to find scrapes. So I hung a couple cameras over those. Because you can kind of, me kind. I guess you kind of can find them in the summer if you know what you're looking for. Yeah. You know, because oh, as far as early spring, I mean, I was out there. I don't think I've ever found like a fresh scrape. Like no, it wasn't fresh. I mean, you could just you could tell. It was a, I mean, yeah, yeah, I could see the yeah. branch broken above oh, it. Yeah, and could, I, I could tell it's scrape. Yeah. You just don't know how uh, how heavy. You just don't know when it was used. Was it was it used? Once or twice, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a couple times through the rut, or was it you know year round? I, I don't know. So the scrapes, the scrapes, freaking. Um, there's 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 a time period there. It's different for every scrape though. When when they freaking get opened up in that mid to late October, yeah. you know, and they just they, they'll light up and they'll draw in all the bucks in the area. You know, because they're just kind of competing for them, you know. Yeah. And we've done the thing where I've had like long term trail cameras kind of like on areas like around scrapes, you know, and on the scrape. And like you'll get bucks on the scrape, um, maybe like uh, like once, right? And then you'll get a multitude of, but the, the, the buck's still visiting the area. Just because he's just because oh he only hit a scrape once and he never came back to the area. Well, we had no, that camera. He's, in there. he's we, just downwind yeah. of it. We had that camera that was getting lit up on the scrapes. What January, December, January? Yeah, yeah. Out of state, out of state. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's crazy. A bunch of different books. And you know, and like I said, they're 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 using those scrapes as like checkpoints. They're you know, it's kind of like part of their routes. They're constantly going by those peeing scrapes all the time. Yeah. They're just going by and just smelling stuff. And like I said, if you're not getting them on the scrape, the a lot of them bucks are probably just walking one trail downwind of it yeah and they're still checking that scrape mm-hmm. you know and they come back and they, they come by and they smell okay that's that's you know they they know kind of the scent of some of the deer in the area and it but if they feel pressured by like an outsider buck like a new buck comes to the area i think that's when you get some of them scrape battles which you've had some of that shit we've, we've seen on camera okay, where you have bucks like same buck will hit a scrape two times a day another buck will hit it the same two times that same day it's like they're almost like just piss battles. This is my scrape. I'm a piss here. You know, yeah, it's awesome. fun, funny. It's because it's like, I don't know. It's like they're just competing for the area by, by scent somehow, or I don't really know what the gist of it is, but yeah. you see it though. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> when you've ran long term, you know, cameras. You know, that's kind of, I like, that's, that's probably the best thing I like cameras for nowadays. It's not necessarily like, I'll go check them now, like in here in September before season, and like, I guess like you'll get like a good picture of some bucks on some of them or whatever, but I'm not like patterning them to to hunt them necessarily off yeah. of the trail cameras. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the long term intel, and like I said, mainly just to find out if an area is holding bucks or not. Like, is this area worth hunting or not? You know, yeah. that's kind of my my plan. But you like going into new on public, you know. I mean, you, it's it's really not as 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 hard as 
some like finding deer isn't as as difficult as it might be. It, it might be a little overwhelming at first trying to find where to hunt on public. Yeah. But like, dude, just just go out there, like, do a little bit of mapping. So find, that's the thing. I just, I'm going That's another thing. I'm coming from farmland to, to you know to hill country. Hill country. country that, so I, I'm switching my game all up. I you know I'm, I'm trying to figure all that out. So I've been doing some mapping. You know, that's why. Okay. Does it, here looks like a good spot on the map. Let's go see what it looks like. In person, yeah, it's the same kind of. So, so when you're hunting farmland, you're hunting the edges, right? Yeah, because deer use the edges. Yeah. Use edge the hills have edges too. Yeah. They're a little bit different. There might be a huge bowl system, and they're going to work the edges of that big because it's like some deep bowl, you know, with nothing in it, no oaks. They're going might be an old clear cut, and, you know. You got edges there. You got like a like a like a green briar kind of patch, and then you got like an oak flat, and you, but there's an edge there yeah, like, in between the two, and so they're still working edges. It's a little bit different type of edges. You know, but like basically, you go out there early season, find some white oaks, hunt the white oaks, you'll you'll see deer. Well, I, you know. I found a pretty good oak flat this last time I went out and hung a couple cameras on it. So we'll see. It's actually sometimes it's better if you don't find oaks because then you just keep walking until you find them. Find the oak. Then you find them. Then it's like okay, look, like I've been walking for two yeah. hours, I haven't seen a single damn oak tree. Now here's some, and they're dropping. This that's the money spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know so. When, what, what time? Uh, when do acorns start dropping? Normally, probably right around yeah, uh, late. Uh, is it late later uh, September or is it early? Like September. Late well, September, September to mid to yeah mid to mid September to mid October. Okay, late October, in late like September. But there was okay. one year, probably like maybe like six seven years ago, where they all dropped real early, and then like the, the oaks were bad that they weren't hot that year because they all, like they all dropped early because just the weather was. Fucked up or something that year, yeah, yeah. and the oaks dropped. The acorns dropped early, and then come season, they were kind of all rotten and stuff on the ground. Yeah. So then it was like, so like some of the you had to find specific oaks that that were still dropping, mm-hmm. which was sometimes some of them smaller ones. Some of those ones that are like, um, they're like six inch diameter tree, but it's like a bean pole that's but it's dropping some oak, dropping some acorns. You know, whereas the bigger mature ones had already dropped and they'd already been on the ground and eaten or, or rotten. Yeah. And so that was a, we had that happen a few years back, at least at least down in some of the public lands that we hunt. Um, and so that's all regional too, because and like who's it? There's I've heard people talk about like when you're hunting oak flats and stuff in areas that have oaks. For, there's like some reason there's like specific very specific oaks that they like right then right there like a specific tree mm-hmm. it's like finding like the exact tree that they're feeding on which i don't know to me you got to be you got to be out there fuck a lot that kind of brings me back to not that topic but the uh, oaks in general like uh, the day i hunted out of state two years ago walked all morning didn't find no oaks Early evening, found the oak, sat up, and then late evening, here come a bunch of deer down the hill. Yeah. And then. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, and later, late season, you know, they, they I know they, they say they go more towards the red oaks because um, the white oaks are more early season. The white oaks are, like, sweeter, I think. Um, and the red oaks, they got a little bit more, um, a little little more bitterness. Yeah. yeah. But they but they last longer, and they're better because if they need some kind of food late, late season, the red oaks are still on the ground and edible. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think the white oaks rot more because they're sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't. That's, that's yeah, just what I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know enough about oaks. <laughs> yeah, there's coming from farm too, country. So. There weren't a whole lot on the, the farm country hunt, so I'm learning about the oaks as well. Come but back. I know I've heard Eberhart say too, like 
with to talk about farm country, if you have like standing corn and then you got like some white oaks like near to standing corn, those are fucking money, he says. Because you got you know, you just get because they're bedding out there in that corn and then, mm-hmm. but they'll kinda of poke out of that corn and then feed on them oaks a little bit and they're still feeling safe because they yeah. know they could just bail at any moment and get in that corn and get lost. You know, so he's he's I know he, I've heard. Him yeah, say I remember there's like there's fields out by my house that we've driven by and talked about. Like if there was a there's like one oak out in the middle, we're like that'd be a good spot. <laughs> like if he could yeah. sit the oak. Yeah, 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 probably. <clears throat> I mean, because you know that's kind of where some of them deer are going to gravitate towards eventually. Yeah, yeah. just depending on if they get there during daylight or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the biggest thing. And then, so what's your uh, so what's what's your trail cam tactics here, Rick? What you got going on? Oh man, I I got uh, pretty much every every other camera. I'm running ten cameras. I have like I think five mock scrape areas that I did with uh, one of them uh, ropes. Mm-hmm. I did a rope scrape uh, with the Smokies preorbital. Yeah. Uh, so Brian told I me about yeah I have a uh, like a lot. My mock scrapes are up on ridge. Um, I have a secondary camera on like natural community skate scrapes on the in the bottoms uh the hubs uh so i'm trying to basically i I've, i'm trying to figure out a direction to travel on these deer uh it's kind of a i've never done this before but what camera are they on first and it'll give me like a direction mm-hmm. that they're traveling and then I'll, i'm hoping it'll give me something and i'll be able to set up figure out where they're coming figure from. out something well you can see what way they're facing and where they're heading exactly. to exactly and what time yeah. of day and stuff yep. that's that's i mean that's kind of that's also another little tactic to learn like i said because I like putting cameras in new pieces, areas that I like. I've just I'm trying to figure out, mm-hmm. and that's 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 those are the ones I'm looking forward to the most. And like I said, you can see them. Say if I see deer heading left on that camera uh, at seven eight in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. or even like five a.m. You know, it's like okay, they're they're heading to their bedding area, so they're bedding that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can kind of scout later on, maybe after that season, and then I figure out that area and I find the bedding area and I find the bedding mm-hmm. zones and you know and then if they're heading this way at 6 p.m. clearly they're heading that way to feed somewhere yeah which feeding changes obviously because because there's the crop fields change yeah yeah, yeah crops so yeah. you know early season or something September well, you should know what way they're heading that field yeah. that year you know or where or then try to see what's in that field that year you know okay next time that field has beans you know this spot should be good <laughs> yeah because yeah. we've seen that too a little bit like some areas are like areas will be hot and then one year and then not the next period mm-hmm. and you know it's due it's, it's got to be just due to well, it could be due to like pressure, which we've ran into that. But whatever the crops are around there that year. Yeah, that's my house. I mean, yeah. when there's beans behind my house, there's hardly any deer back there. The deer's there's corn. There's deer up and down there all the time. Mm-hmm. So they come across the road behind the house into the cornfield, back behind the house across the road and you know back into the big big woods. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got yeah, a I've guy. Yeah, Wade. You know Wade, yeah, the guy yeah. he's worked with. He. Um, he he lives farm country and hunts yeah. it too, so he's real knowledgeable about like what like he knows because so he basically he, like he knows all his fields around him and he knows like if I got beans here beans here corn here it's gonna be a good year and yeah. you know he knows some of that stuff which is kind of you know yeah, a little more I don't know it all that well I know beans they like them early obviously once they turn they kind of leave they kind of push yeah. away from them. but then they also like beans late obviously beans being cut are bomb. I don't know when when exactly do they start eating the corn? Yeah. 
I'm not sure. I think I'm not sure. It's late, right? Pretty much about the same time the beans turn. So they like beans and yeah. beans turn. Now, by that time, the corn's ready to eat. No. Is that how it works or no? From what I've seen, yeah. I heard once you see a little bit of yellow leaves on the beans, they're done with them. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I yeah. saw, um, I've seen, I saw an article, I think it was Spencer Newharth wrote an article, okay. I made an article about yellow beans. And yeah. I don't know if he tallied up some kind of statistics or what. I'd be interested to see what that says, though. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and that all takes, it all matters on when they planted them stuff, too. Exactly. You know? I mean, you, you yeah. could have this field that's planted early in the year, and this one's planted later. And, mm-hmm. You know, beans, and this one's going to turn yellow before this yeah. one. So. You, so, do you have any kind of food out there behind your house at all? Yeah, it's corn. There, there, do you have like a food plot or anything? Oh, yeah. I just, I, so, yeah, actually, just before I came here this morning, I, I spread lime on the food plot. I'm going to try and get it planted. I thought it was going to rain today. So how big of a plot is this? This is uh, like a Byron Horton, Byron Horton six. It's like six, a grade. <laughs> no, it, it, it's like because uh, <clears throat> Byron's got probably yeah, three or four pieces of clover out there. Yes. No, so I've got about a quarter acre. <laughs> three or four square feet. Yeah, I got about a quarter acre plot. It's probably. <laughs> 20, Byron, 20 yards by. Byron's got a real pretty little piece of lawn out in the middle of his woods. I <laughs> Big think. Shed. We yeah. went out there, and me and Byron did. We we cut down a bunch of trees and stuff. Did yeah, a bunch of clearing that day, and he had a nice little area, and it thickened up real quick. I think he just did some like throw and grow type shit yeah. in there, um, and like frosted it a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, last year I planted <laughs> some. Uh, I'm planting a food plot. Just tilled it up real quick and threw some seed out, and it came up all right. But this year I'm, I'm so I lined it today. Yeah. And I'm going to try and till it up, and we've got some more rain coming in later this week. So I think we've got more rain tonight. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to rain tonight, but it rained last night up at my house, so it was pretty yeah, much I couldn't good. till anything up. Dude, we got like a mini monsoon last night. Yeah, yeah you texted a tornado, and I yeah. was a little Where'd bit Where'd you see concerned. a tornado? I didn't see it, but I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are in the tornado at the place, weren't you? <laughs> no, we, we were... Uh, we left roosters and we were sitting there like literally just got in the cars to leave and it just came in and these winds it knocked down a tree Jeez. a tree fell down like in like the Jeez. like in the right away there yeah. right by roosters a tree knocked over uh wow. you couldn't even see i mean you couldn't see everybody yeah. stopped no one no one was driving anymore finger well, on road dead stop we're out yeah they were just like we're done i we, figured you're right here somewhere and i'm like I'm, we're, we're in west jeff so we're eating dinner <laughs> i'm like tornado got all the kids were sitting in the pizza place eating pizza you know i'm like oh, we need to go home what because <laughs> yeah because yeah, any tornado in anywhere around here is usually out your way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they're usually west of town here there was that one that touched down not too long ago out there. Yeah, it was tore a- up some shit. Jeez. and kids are messing with shit. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> think your daughter's smoking some meats up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's been a few touchdowns a little, a few miles south of me. Yeah. I'm still waiting to see one. You probably will out there eventually. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been waiting for years to see one. My <laughs> wife thinks I'm, I'm crazy. I'm warning you guys staying on the porch looking at his bonnets out. I do. Every day, every time <laughs> we get there's tornado signs going off. In, With in, his uh, cargo shorts and his New Balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Yeah. Hey, Jack, my camo Hey, dudes. Home Depot soundtrack in the yeah. background. <laughs> the hey, dudes are the new uh, dad New Balance shoes, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. She, uh, the hey dudes. So I can she hear tornado signs from the sound from the from the city from me. And every time I hear them, I walk outside of the beer and I'm just Watching the watching the clouds waiting. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that. <laughs> yeah, you could. Oh, I don't want to be that close. I mean, I don't want to have to run back, yeah. back inside, but I just want to see one. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see one, for sure. Now, do you hope we see a bear out west? No. 
Don't want to see one. Nope, don't see one. Not, Not even in the glass. Yeah, I'd see one in the glass. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be 500 cool. yards away. <laughs> I, I would rather see a bear in glass and know which direction he's headed so yeah. I know which direction I'm not. <laughs> yeah, if he's headed my way, I'm going to head a different way. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, man, we got kind of, me and Byron kind of got a little lax with our food stuff yeah. last year. Yeah, keeping it like, away from camp and stuff. Yeah, we were like, fuck it, we just started eating in camp. Okay. Yeah, I remember you guys, you did say you was like putting trash, like kind of. Initially, yeah, initially, we kind of oh, okay. eat and then we kind of put it in like we. So, so I took every every day's where food was in gallon bags. We're buying the same thing, so we kind of saw your trash from the food kind of go back in there, and then and we would put that stuff together and then take it, yeah, like down. Well, we attempt to go down into wherever our camp was and just put it away. But then we kind of stopped doing that. I would think my my most like butthole pucker moment would be. After the kill, going in for the second round of pack yeah, out, yeah. especially if it's in the dark. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That would freak me out because yeah, I would think if a bear is going to be on your elk, it would be after that second, you know, return. Yeah. to the carcass. I mean, that's probably when most attacks happen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's when Stephen Ellen and them all got attacked. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, because they heard that story. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard that. Yeah, it was wild. He almost died. One guy was like riding this bear's back at one point. In time. <laughs> right. I think, yeah, I swear. with an American flag. Is what yeah. he <laughs> I think he said they were like. Like they, he, he was riding on the bear's back, like on his back, like they were back to back, and he was like on the bear somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, he sat down and he said he set his pack off to the side, and they had and the that's, gun over there. That's not what you do. You yeah. keep that thing on you all the time. But he said he seen it at like twelve yards, and it was on him that quick. Oh, I'm sure. What? So, yeah. so uh, another Shannon question. Attacked. We were talking about yeah, the bear, like, black bear too. Yeah. It wasn't even a grizzly. It yeah. was two years ago. Yeah, we were talking maybe about that. Couple, maybe a little more. I don't know that it actually got him, but, I mean, it was a sow and cubs. It was video. It went viral. Yeah. yeah. They were running around was, the... Sow and cubs and the sow had so they, they, seen them. They, the sow was... It was there for, like, a while. Yeah. Like, they were, like, watching it. They didn't, like... They, I think they, like, at one point in time thought, thought about running them off, but, like, didn't. Just decided to watch them instead or something. And then it kind of ended up biting him in the ass, and then the, they ended th- up. Th- was one of the cubs got behind them, so they were in between. Oh, yeah. I don't remember like what that. it was. Yeah. Something like that. That's another. Something like that. And yeah, and then yeah, the, the, but they were they got like charged big. They yeah. were they were in like a little like ground blind, I think right. Or yeah, like, maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of brush right something. From, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so it's some I can picture the video. And they were kind of running around. Yes. At it. It yeah. never made it through that yeah. little brush pile that they I mean, were in. But it was, I mean, for me to you away. I with mean, like a brush pile in between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty close. I mean, it was, nah, I would have been. Yeah, I remember it did go a little pretty viral. Well, yeah, it went a real viral, yeah. I think. It was, mm-hmm. He was with that, that one dude, uh, uh, Hunt that Journal. films. Hunt there. Journal, I think is what the name is. Is his name Caleb? I don't know what his name is, but I think, I think part of the Hunt Journal, is that the name of it? I'm not sure. I don't know. Hunting Journal, something like that? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't want, do you have any interest in bear hunting? I don't. Maybe like we talked about, I think. You, Maybe with them, shooting. but it's the yeah. same place that Shannon and yeah. Colin them go. I because yeah. I've, I've talked to them about it, and know it's it seems fun. You know, it's like it's a pretty high success. Um, you can catch northern pike till your arms get tired. Yeah, you know they'll they'll, they'll cook them up right there for you and stuff. Yeah, the lodges, the camps, real nice, real nice environment. Like this, like super fun like type of trip. Yeah, it's with, like, like a, boat, a, high a plane ride than a boat ride. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty, so it's, it's pretty back. Cool. It's way in there somewhere, yeah. and it seems fun. And, and and I think they told me the price and stuff back. This might have been a few years ago. 
I want to say it was like under three grand. It was yeah. like twenty eight hundred or something. Yeah. So that I, I have a few buddies that go to Africa you know, every couple of years, and that, that's not, I mean, I have no. Africa. I have no. I've heard it's desire. really fun because you can shoot like a lot of. Yeah, stuff. you can shoot basically anything. Like mm-hmm. a, like but, like like you shoot yeah. like ten different animals. Yeah, I just I just had no desire to do it. I'd rather yeah, spend my money to go west and hunt elk or mule yeah. deer or you know something like that. Yeah, the Africa thing it would probably be fun, but yeah, I'm, that doesn't really interest me. And I don't think it's that expensive either. No, it's not. So like it might cost like like ten grand or something. So like that, what I've been told like is twenty animals to get there. It's it's cheap, and get there and get back is cheap. Once you start killing animals, I think it's when the price starts for your mouths. No, no, yeah. So well, you, you gotta go, bring the deer heads back. You kill, you or, kill or a wildebeest. It's wildebeest. you know x amount of money. You yeah. kill an impala. It's x amount of money. You kill a, a oh, monkey per animal. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a little different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be weird. But, but how do you? You don't bring the meat home, do you? Or you have to send? I don't it, believe so. Or you dedicate it to so, the tribe. You get your, the. From what I understand, with those is a lot of the meat goes to. To the, the local workers. village and yeah. the, the workers. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Dang. Because I've never been there. In but. Africa, it's like, it's hard, yeah, it's like, to the, so they have these huge, like, preservations, basically. And it's like an out, outfitter. Mm-hmm. And the, the outfitter is a preservation, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And they have a bunch of workers to keep poachers out. And so that's the only reason some of these animal species are even still alive is because people Keeping will poachers. go there and hunt them. Yeah. You know, and then they keep the poachers out of them because. They, they work to keep the poachers out because we'll come there and pay them a shit ton of money to shoot some of these animals. Yeah, and you know, you, you, kill, know? you kill an elephant, for say, you know, for instance. And, and it's always like, an, and they know which elephant. It's specific elephants. Yeah, and then the there's local an village. Been, there's an elephant that's been a little close to the village a couple of times. They've had to run yeah. off. It's probably getting into their garden guy. Yeah. yeah. And then the local <laughs> village will come and they'll just take their share of meat. Yeah. Back. Yep. Yep. And, and I think, and I think and the guys get the, some and you know, they fry, yeah, yeah, cook some up for you while you're in camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, then then we can. I think you can take like the mounts home. Yeah, the mounts. Yeah. That'd be cool though. But you'd have man, you'd have you'd, to have a setup. You had to have those shipped back special though. I mean, they've all got to be. No, insane. You can't just bring them back on the plane. They come back in like big yeah, cargo like, freight, freight or, cargo freight yeah, things. Who's got a wall big enough in their house? Dave's got that's trouble that's trying right. to figure out a place for his turkey. Now I know. That's going to be somewhere. She's going to be pissed. Well, she <laughs> told us. Yeah, she had a talk with me when you were out in the garage. She said he's going down the basement with it. What? Um, it might work down there. So you got a full mount. You head high with it. You got a full mount. Right. Yeah. On a, it'd be on like a on, stick. On like a stick or coming out like the wall. On the wall. Yeah. It'd be, okay. it'd be like on a roost basically, but. Full strut, mm-hmm. so he's so his his wings are going to be all down and splayed out wide open. So from any angle, you'll be able to see all that white coloration of them feathers. Um, I guess for I mean we've talked about it on the podcast, but the the turkey I shot this year was like he like half of his wings were completely like white. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty. It's extremely rare. The most expensive like turkey hunt of my life. It's yeah. only the second turkey I've well, ever shot. Uh, no, yeah. not, not second turkey I've ever shot. I went turkey hunting one day. Yep. Shot, shot a bird and it cost me twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like the most expensive turkey hunt I've ever had. I, I, I went one time. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. Then, then to add to insult, Dave and I went to McDonald's afterwards, and I ate his sandwich. Yeah, on accident. Yeah, so that, was a, that was a big letdown, but it was it was a win for me. Went to Wendy's, yeah. we ordered like two sandwiches. I got something, he got something, you yeah. know. And then and then I look over and I'm like grabbing to the bag. I'm like, where's mine? And he's it's half gone. He done ate it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work leaving a turkey outfit. Yeah, it, you, you, know? you called it in, you get yeah. that extra sandwich. <laughs> yeah, turkey outfit. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that, means you, that means you guys are bringing food to my house for the dove hunt, right? <laughs> yeah, smoker and all right. Yeah, we will. Well, looks well, like. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll do that. Why don't I'll plan on bringing? I'll plan on bringing uh, some uh, turkey meat. Okay, I'll bring that. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because yeah, that'll work. That'll work good. That'll be good. And then we'll uh, walk that out on the smoker. We'll figure something out there. Because um, I got I got that old turkey breast. From I got the turkey breast from your turkey. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll we'll because I've never I've never I've never cooked a turkey breast. No. I mean I have I yeah, guess I've never, never smoked one I guess I've, I've cooked them we cooked them. That last turkey I shot how did I eat that turkey? I've only shot this so last turkey I shot was like what, was like three years ago. That was on film actually. We shot that shot that thing on film. Kind of film was a little rough, but it was cool. Me oh, and Brian yeah. shot one the same day. Yeah. It was like last weekend of turkey season, maybe the last day of turkey season. And we didn't, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Somehow shot two. Yeah. Same day, same hour. Literally. Within, <laughs> I shot mine. I, I ran over, rolled it, ran over to it. You know, we were pumped. We were fist bumping. We were in the middle of the fucking open. Like, yeah, woo, you know. You know, and then we look off into the distance, and there's another turkey. There was, yeah, just another. There, was, there might have been two. And uh, like I said, we get down, we get down in the grass. We're like rolling around, like we're like sneaking back up, trying to sneak back up. And I got the other turkey that I'm like dragging with me that I just shot. <laughs> and so we're crawling back up into the wood line, and uh, yeah, and then that turkey ended up coming in. That camera died. Yeah, that turkey ended up coming in behind us. I'm filming on my phone, so I'm behind. Byron's in front of me on the field edge. I'm behind Byron. I'm like behind the right here behind us. They're behind us in the woods, and so so he kind of it was like a one two three thing. I laid down. And he they shot over my head. Yeah. I had my iPhone. I just like literally I'm just pointing it behind me. I'm laying on the ground flat. <laughs> just with the phone pointing that way towards wherever there might be turkeys. And then he shoots. He, I think you can see like him like blast like some leaves. You can't see him or nothing. Yeah. But then he shoots and they run down over the little hill there. Byron takes off running, just chasing them. Yeah. And um so he gets over to this little edge, cliff edge, and I'm like looking, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm chasing him. And he stops at the edge of this little little drop off, and he's just looking down the hill, like, like thinking, like, where'd they go, man? They, they couldn't have been that far, you know, because he took yeah. off running. And uh, sure enough, they just they were right there. He shot at them. They ran like maybe like sixty yards, and they kind of like slowed up and just kind of stopped and was like, "What the hell's going on?" And he ran to the edge of that hill and looked down, and boom, shot him again. Damn. Then what you don't see on film, which is this was crazy. So he, he shoots that bird. It's 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 pretty much dead, right? So we're standing right there by it, and he's like, "Again, man, we just shoot two birds. All we do is double dip. All we do is double dip." Yeah, we never shot birds in our life. We're doing it. But <laughs> That's all we do, do is double dip. That's all we do. Then it is. So I'm filming, like right as I'm about to turn, like the, right as I'm turning it off, so you can see it, like for like three seconds on the film. That his turkey is at our feet, freaks the fuck out, wakes up, and <laughs> starts flopping, dude. He's flopping everywhere. We're kicking. We're. Ah, ah, I'm trying to step on it. It's flopping. Yeah. It's kicking us. It's it's fucking like slamming into our legs and shit. We're like, ah! It was like mayhem for like five seconds. Finally, I was able to like like hold it down and put my foot on it and and keep it keep it still. But, but it was crazy. I mean, because those things aren't small. That's like a mini pterodactyl. Just. Yeah. Just out there, just going haywire on the ground right at your feet. It's like, what the fuck do you do here? He's like, step on his head. I'm like, you step on his head. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, flopping around. Those spurs and claws will lay you up too. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, well, yeah. at that point, I wasn't yeah. even thinking about that. It was like, this thing's just yeah. going haywire at our I've, feet. I've been kicked through my pants, and I've, I've bled. 
Oh, they poked yeah. it. They can. They know how to use those weapons. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you see turkeys that like the spurs are like kind of rounded, and sometimes yeah. they're freaking like daggers. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. one that was a. Uh, What's inch, the difference? Inch you know? and like, nah, it was just barely over an inch, but. They were sharp as shit. No, like, is that, what's the difference? Is this, is this, does the the gnawed off ones? Or is that like an older bird? Or is that one that's been fighting a lot? Yeah, are they get when they get they get bigger with age? I'm guessing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also break break with fighting. So yeah. if they almost fight a lot, they would be more dull and worn. Yeah, sort um, probably like stubby. they breaking the tips off. I think they naturally just grow sharp yeah. over time uh, if they are allowed to grow that way so yeah. you know yeah well we talked white tails a little bit on this podcast yeah, right, real experience. quick rapid fire anybody got any last minute gear wrap up things that they're going to do before the five five weeks out guys oh with gear what are we doing yeah just just to like wrap it up what do you got to do to your bow your standing sticks truck what are you doing to your truck to get it ready what well, are we, we got a lot of Stuff for we're your gonna truck. do some shit on my truck because we're taking it out. And west. We got like two and a half weeks. Okay. Yeah, okay. So basically, we're. Well, I mean, well, I want. We got to do an oil change on it. Um, I just got new tires. Yeah. I, I did too yesterday. I got them uh, like last week, so that wasn't that was needed. Um, we got to drop the spare, oil it up, um, raise it back up, make sure it's all functional. I'm real glad we did that last year because you guys used it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we got a flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Make sure I'm just gonna. I gotta go. I I think a lot of it's already in my truck still, but I just gotta check. I gotta put like I gotta come along. We'll bring. And we got some straps. Got some chains. Got you know a plug kit, uh, jumper cables. You know all the extra ratchet straps because it never hurts to have five or oh, six yeah. ratchet straps because who knows when you need one of those. You know we'll just kind of make sure get all that get my truck kind of trip ready. Um, you know we'll do all that. We'll get the hitch haul out and stuff too, which. We might, we may or may, we might as well take it. We probably won't need it. You um, said it last year. We'll need it if we if we shoot one. I got the big Coleman. Yeah. So like I was saying, we had a little audio mess up there. But yeah, we had I'll have the hitch haul on there. We'll have the cooler on there in case we get one. The big cooler I got. Um, we'll, we'll take all the other coolers we can. We'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to look into some of that stuff too. No, we did last year. Um, me and Myron like like a lot of like the how to get the the meat home the best way with the dry ice, dry ice. whatever you gotta do. We we looked into all that stuff like as we were driving because you know you got you got a day's worth of just driving. You can research the fucking hell out of things. You got hours and hours and hours while you're bored in the car. You yeah, know, so. say are we if we shoot one are we getting the process there cut up and packaged and wrapped? Yeah. Okay, that's what well, I'm saying. I, so I've got unless we shoot one late, I don't think we might just, just bring it back. I got sure. a couple coolers you guys can take if you need to. I think we'll be good. Um, we'll look though. We so might. I've got, got a Yeti and a Bison. You can take it. Need me. I'd hate to leave some of them in the truck though, while we go into the woods. Mm. Like an expensive one, you know. Mm. Now you can put like some kind of like cable lock on it and keep somebody honest, but the Yeti's got a cable lock I've got for it. They're gonna have all the time in the world to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the, if you're in the woods for four days, I mean, they can go home and yeah. and out there they they, know they, that, they know you're probably gonna be. A couple hours. Maybe. <laughs> they know you'll be. It'll probably be the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, you talk. There's people who have huge camps along the roads and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they got crap, and and then you know, oh, they got you know, they'll have full ass canvas tents. Them things are three grand themselves. Yeah, yeah. you know, people could just steal the whole tent. You know, yeah. make a come up. You know, so but I don't. I just I just think people just you just gotta hope people are being somewhat well, honest so I, out there. I think I, yeah, I think you get out that way. And, <laughs> 
out where you're going to be. I mean, I think people are a little more honest. Yeah, yeah, you'd hope so. And then, um, so what was your final question about uh, gear and shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah so what you're gonna do? Truck stuff. Yeah, we gotta get the truck ready to go for the for the drive and everything for the trip. Okay. We gotta um, just and figure that stuff out and start probably start getting our stuff packed. You know, mm-hmm. like my pack right now, it's got the weight way to pack on it. I'll probably maybe use that for like another week, and then it's probably gonna go yeah. to. I'm gonna go start putting stuff in it for for hunting. Um, we'll have to get the totes and stuff all packed and loaded up. And How many totes did Byron take last year? Because I remember I think we had like he, only had a, he had a couple and you had like five. He had like two. No, his Something. were all here. He brought them all here okay. the day before. Those were all of them. I think we had like like maybe like five totes total. Yeah. And we kind of all just, you know, and we got those, those black ones with the yellow lids. So they all kind of stacked together. And then we like strapped them all. You know, I don't even know if we strapped a lot of it down. We might strap down some of it. Um... You know, and just kind of Tetris it in there. We really didn't, we weren't, like, super packed up. Like, we had space, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, whatever kind of just, yeah, other kind of road trip, you know, if you got, like, a neck pillow or some sleeping apparatuses you want to try to bring, you know, I would figure that out, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sleep <C-pat>. pad. <laughs> yeah, CPAP machine. <laughs> I can't sleep in, I can't sleep in cars. Yeah, I was going to say, the only yeah, time I can ever remember sleeping in his car was when me and you came back from an out-of-state hunt. And that was the only time I can ever remember sleeping in the car. If I I sleep in a car, I'm waking up with a migraine for sure. (laughs) It is not what I do. Yeah, we didn't sleep. I drove drove probably most of it the way there and back. just, just because I just rather rather drive, you yeah. know. And if I'm awake, I'd rather be driving. Yeah. Like I don't want to be waking the passenger seat necessarily. Yeah. So and then and then, Byron slept first. He got probably a couple hours on and off sleep, and then I slept second. Probably the same thing. And that was about it, though. Sounds <laughs> like, like yeah. my wife. Any, any long haul, just sleep. I sleep, get sleep for an hour. She's like, I can't drive anymore. Nikki yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sleeps immediately. We can go down the corner store. She's like, I'll sleep. <laughs> yeah, my wife will sleep the whole time. When I'm, when I'm tired, I want to take a you know, short nap. I get maybe an hour, and she's like, I can't drive anymore. You got to drive. I've been driving for twelve hours. Yeah, and the thing is, you'll be driving, you'll be, you'll get, you'll start getting dead tired. We start like almost like feel like you're dozing off driving type thing. You're like, look, I got to stop. I got, I got switched, and we take it, we'll, and just so I can get a little bit of sleep. Yeah. But then you get up, you get out the truck, you pull over, you stop, you park, you go over, you go around the passenger seat, yeah. you sit there. Now you're just wide awake again. You, you got to just get your blood flowing. That's <laughs> all it is. Yeah. yeah, you know, get up, stretch your legs a little bit, go for a jog. You remember, I pulled into Home Depot on the way back from fishing. Me, you, Matt, and Ben. I was like, I can't drive anymore. I was <laughs> yeah. going to fall asleep. We're literally at home. <laughs> we drove back from like, like Piedmont <laughs> Lake or something. Yeah, we were. Two hours away, and yeah. Andy drives like ninety nine percent of it. it. Gets gets back to where we're ten minutes down the road. I can't drive no more. <laughs> <laughs> they were all sleeping. Hey, <laughs> hey! All wrecks happen within yeah. two to five miles from your house. So I got a smart over. move, man. <laughs> it's like I can't go no more. <laughs> like he said, though, I stayed awake for the rest of the night. Yeah, I didn't go to sleep. <laughs> ten minutes from home. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So Dustin, what are you going to do to get ready? We got five weeks, man. Uh, I, I've got my I've got my stand ready. Um, I gotta get my pack, a few things in my pack together. My biggest thing that I gotta do is I'm trying to decide whether I wanna take the. I've got an hour and a half to hour and 45 minute drive, depending on what piece I go to. So I'm trying to decide whether I wanna take the pickup or wanna drive the Kia Soul, so. <laughs> I, I hunted a lot of, uh, I did a lot of driving out of some, our, our gas saver car. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I got right now I've got all my tools. For my in my Kia Soul for work, I drive that daily for work. But I'm getting a work truck here next week. 
week and, next week and a half. Well, so and if I you see one, my... man, we we you know we'll all come down there and help you and oh. stuff. And somebody will come down with the truck. So I mean, I can throw me a tarp in the back of yeah, there. If you guys you kill could, an elk, yeah. we will not help. Yeah, if you guys kill an elk, I'm not driving 22 hours up the track. Sorry. We will not be there. Okay, so I got uh, bows ready, tuned up, shooting good. Uh, pack is ready. I got to find a few more places for some stuff for organization and get used to it. Stand and sticks oh, are 100 percent ready. Yeah. I just I just have to practice with all my equipment. But one thing I think that's overlooked by a lot of guys is uh, the bed of your truck and cleaning it for the season. Um, I run lawn care business like Dave and Andy here. Uh, we got gas cans, grease, tools. We're throwing in the back of our truck on the rubber mat. Um, that holds a, a smell to it, right? I mean, would it be smart to go yeah, ahead and soap it up and scrub it down with the brush? Probably not the worst idea. Spray it out. Yeah. I mean, we're getting our gear in and out of the truck season long. You know, our stands, the straps, they're, I don't want them to smell like gas. How crazy so. do you go scent control-wise anyway? I do not. Um, I wash my clothes kind of like Byron does in a cooler so twice a year. Smell. But the oil smell in the back of my truck on the rubber mat has to go. So I'm gonna scrub that down with the brush, spray it with the, you know, the hose, and uh, try to try to get rid of that gasoline smell. Because the other day, you know how your gas can swells in the heat. I popped the valve on the back and it went. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it went everywhere. It sprayed so everything. I man. have got to. Uh, I have got to clean that up. So yeah, guys, don't forget to clean the back of your truck. It 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 needs to be cleaned as well. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I just never really think about that too much. Um, I used to get, I used to be a little bit heavier into worrying about scent control. Oh, 100%. And I'm just, I don't know if it's just I've just gotten lazy and don't do it anymore, or if it's like, well, just I don't, I just try to play the wind the best I can. Dude, honestly, the wind sometimes, sometimes you, you got to say just fuck the wind and go hunting. You know, we we all got you know kids and families and stuff. It's like yeah, we I'm can't just, you can only go hunting when you can go hunting. Period. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you know, I did it for a whole year. Um, where the area where Vince was at, the big buck I chased there for a couple yeah. years, you know, I I I, for, I I stayed out of there for for a long period of time because I wasn't getting the right winds to go in there, and then I, I finally got in there. I saw some other people's pressure. Other people been in there, and I'm like, why the fuck did I stay out of here this whole time? Because I didn't have the right wind, you know. And then it was the right wind that I thought I should have, you know, according to what the wind should be doing there. But then you finally go in there and hunt it, you know, and on what I think's the right wind, and it's still not right that because you know it's it's getting a little ricochet off of like a little uh, bowl system there that I didn't, um, I wasn't 100 percent aware of. Um, so, so it's like you know I did all I sat out of here. I didn't go in here. I let somebody else go in there before me, and I didn't even you know all for nothing. I should have just been hunting, yeah. you know. And like sometimes, I mean, sometimes I just like if I can go, I just go. And I'm like, look, I got an area that I yeah. think I want to get into, yeah. and I just go there. And then I get there, I get to the stand, and I see a way to wind blowing, and I'm like, okay, I just look the other way. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely on public. I mean, you have to. Like, well, hey, no deer coming from that direction. <laughs> I mean, you could try your best. You know, you could try your best to play some of the thermals and some of the. Yeah. Yeah, you but know. just like I think uh, Josh Prophet said, they're some deer are just fucking dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So guys like us, just go out, get get the hunting time in, time in stand, and you might get a dumb one walk right by it. Yeah, and, and, and we hunt different ones. spots. Like almost every time we go, you're kind of hunting a different area. You're not hunting the same spot, so you don't know. Like I said, you know, you might have, uh, you might think, okay, look, I need, I, there, here's a ticket here, or whatever. I'm kind of hunting the edge of it and on the oak flat. I want, I want a west wind. 
Yeah, which is calm, right? Okay, sweet. I can go in there with a west wind. You go in there with a west wind, and while that west wind is kind of kind of curling off of this, because um, there's like a cliffed out section. Mm-hmm. So you got this wind curling off of it, and now, so anytime the wind's blowing west, it's actually kind of, you kind of blowing, it's kind of, anytime the wind comes from the west, it's actually kind of blowing south. Yeah. And you just don't, you don't know that until you get there and hunt, but, you know, we hunt different spots every time we go. Yeah. So it's kind of like you, you know, playing the wind is, it's just, you try your best, you know, you think about it, you, you try to do what you can, but sometimes you just got to, just got to go. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, and you get there and you're like, well, shit, the wind's blowing the other different way. You know, you, know, you kind of look around like, well, I'm still good because I still because I still like this area and I think the deer might come from this area too. So, you know, like I said, the wind's blowing that way. Okay. I just looked the other way. Yeah. You know, well, deer won't come from this way today. Yep. Wow. You know, you try your best, you know, and you get in the hills of, in the hills of Ohio and stuff, they're not, they're, they're big enough to have some thermals. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're not big enough to where the thermals will override um, some of the wind. The winds, yeah, yeah. you know, if you have like a five mile hour wind, mm-hmm. you know, the thermals might override it. But yeah. then when they, but then they'll gust. The winds will gust to to ten twelve, and then it'll override the thermals. Mm-hmm. So then you so then you get this back and forth thing you're playing all the whole time. You're just like. Yeah. You know, you just you're just trying to battle it. But there, there's nothing more frustrating though is when you get to an area you think your wind's supposed to be good and stuff, yep. and you get there and the wind's blowing the a completely wrong direction. Yeah. Not that entire hunt, you're just sitting there with no confidence. I was salty the day like, that me and you were hunting together, and uh, we heard that grunt, and we looked down the hill, and there was a, a buck and a doe, and a doe came right up to our left, 12 yards away. She came out, yeah, and then he was following her. And then wind switched and she blew and she blew and took off. Yeah, exactly because the wind was good. Yeah, and then just had that little little gust, and then and we were in like a bowl system. Yeah, and that gust made it do this big. When every time the wind gusted, it would just big like swirl, and she pegged us, and he was sixty yards away, right behind her. You know, he was, yep. he was on there. He it was, was in a rut. He yep. was with her. But he just was kind of lagging back a little bit, and she came by a perfect good broadside. Yeah, he would have. 20 fall- more seconds, yeah. 30 more seconds, maybe. Yeah. He would have followed her. And Andy was shooting, he would have smoked his ass. That's the one that we, we actually have it on video, but I don't think we've ever used it because it's it's just all cuss words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like literally, it's literally, it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Then he runs away, and I'm like, dude, he's dude, he's fucking dude. So I'm like, at 100 F-bombs, I'm like, he's got baseball bats. Because <laughs> he, was, he was massive. I remember him running away. Yeah. He was wide, he had mass. So running away, you just saw these like, just like these, they look like like little baseball bats yeah, almost coming out of his coming out of his head. They're like just this heavy, and I, you know. I, I remember, remember just, all the bombs. Just yelling, just yeah, literally just fuck, 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 fuck. It's <laughs> like like you could, like. Yeah. I don't remember that was like that was a little bit earlier on in White's experience. I think we were trying to keep it a little more clean back then. And I think Byron was like, I can't even use this. Yeah. He's like, it would just be one big bleep. Yeah. <laughs> like 2017, I think 2017. All right, yeah. well, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll do it. This is the first podcast that we've not had Byron do any of it. Um, hopefully this works. I thought I deleted it, but I think I found it. So we're good. We're going to uh, yeah, wrap might, this up. We might let him back. Might I don't know. He might be out. He might be kicked out forever. He might be out permanently. Look at that. We hit all five checkpoints. We talked about deer. Plus some. Plus, plus talked about some other stuff. Yeah, that was a good little podcast here. I think so. I don't know. I actually Maybe. don't care. I never listen to him. I never listen to him. Do you never, listen to Aaron our podcast? Every once do? in a while, yeah. I, I listen to some that like Byron would do with like other people, yeah. you know, like the ones that like I've been on and recording. I just don't even listen. 
Yeah, the first one I did, I got a little chubby to it. Uh, but now I don't. Yeah, now I don't listen to them anymore. Yeah, I hate listening to myself. I don't like my voice. 100. Like I, I hate my voice. I couldn't hate it more. When you we listen to it, you're like, God, that sounds stupid. Why do I sound like that? It's like a damn hit. <laughs> Yeah, so that's he kind of just I just don't listen to him I'm just like whatever like whatever I said is what I said just yep. let it fly but alright well podcast in the books White Toe Experience we're out <laughs>